To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. Today, we are kind of going off in a different direction a little bit. We are talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. We are talking about the business of nonprofits, and but also as a leader, as a business owner, as a successful woman, how can we support endeavors that are really important to us? I am lucky enough to have been introduced to Dr. Alicia Meyer, who is all about helping children who have gone through trauma. This is something that I have been a supporter of and a huge proponent of for most of my life, quite frankly, from back when my when I was a child, we brought in children who um, needed needed a place to go, and it has carried through through my entire adult life. And now, as a business owner, I am fortunate enough to be in a position where I can support organizations like Alicia's, um, which is the name of it is called Alicia's Place. And anyway, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about how she launched her nonprofit when she wasn't expecting to do any of this, or you know, I don't even know if it is a nonprofit, but how you know you are a entrepreneur, like it or not, you are. So <laughs> let's dive into this and talk about how we can kind of, you know, that's, that's one of the beauties of being an entrepreneur as a woman. We care about things deeply, right? But then when we can find ways to expand that, it's a big ass win. And so that's where I kind of want to go with this conversation. So let's get it started. Alicia, tell us more about, about Alicia's place and how you got there. And I want to hear, you know, I always talk to, to the guests before we hit record. I want to hear about what really made you decide, you know what, I'm going off on my own. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Alicia's Place is a nonprofit, absolutely, with all the pros and cons that comes with that. Uh, and so my journey is that I dabbled a little bit in starting a private practice when we lived in Maryland. And it just got worked out a couple of the kinks there. Um, when we moved to Virginia, I got what I thought was my dream job. I was the director of mental health at our local child advocacy center. And it was where I had done a lot of my early training, my postdoctoral training. And so I knew the organization. I knew a lot of the players. I thought this was going to be amazing. Uh, and in many ways it was, but what I discovered was that the role that I was assigned as the director of mental health, it put me in a middle management role. And I discovered that that is not where I belong. <laughs> that is not a good fit for me. Uh, I was always very comfortable being the boots on the ground and doing the work and, and you know, moving things forward. And I've discovered since then that I am very comfortable on the top and, and carrying a vision forward, but I did not like that middle management role. Uh, in okay, our like a true entrepreneur. I just want to point that out because I know people are listening and they're like, 
oh yeah, I'm not great at working for other people. Let me yeah. leave and I will <laughs> knock it out of the park. So just wanted to call that out. Okay, keep going. Thank you. Um, it just, it was a situation where I would go to the leadership meetings and uh, I would get the, the sort of mission of the organization and I would take that to my team and my team of clinicians didn't always love all the things that the uh, that leadership was asking us to do or wanted to do it in a different way or, or a better way. And uh, so then I would take the, what my clinical team was suggesting and bring that to leadership and just the different pieces would butt heads all the time. And I just felt like I was constantly advocating for one position or another and just felt like this, this was just not what I wanted to be spending my time doing. So I, I did it for two years, almost two years. And then I was like, you know, I love what this organization is doing. I love the support of traumatized children. Uh, Child Advocacy Center is a place where children go to get both their clinical and forensic needs met when they've experienced child abuse and neglect kinds of issues. And so I loved that mission. I was really passionate about that. Uh, that's what I've known that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I just wanted to get rid of some of the bureaucracy that was part of it. And so I branched out on my own and that's, that was the birth of Alicia's place. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, so you, some of the challenges that you've had a nonprofit's a whole, it, it's, it's a nonprofit, but it's a business bottom line. That's what it is. So let's talk about some of the challenges that you have had in launching it. And, you know, now that you've had it launched, what are some of the challenges that you're experiencing now? Well, I started out as a solo practitioner and just, just trying to figure everything out myself. I did not have particular aspirations at the beginning of my career of opening a business. And so this was all very new territory uh, and particularly the nonprofit side of things. Uh, and so it was just me and chatted with my husband, who has been incredibly supportive and amazing. And I, we decided, you know, we're going to devote uh, just $5,000 to getting this whole venture uh, up and running and, and going. And so it basically started with me operating out of my garage <laughs> at the time. So uh, did Google, just, so did Sergey and um, <laughs> right? So yeah, you're, exactly. you're a good company. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, $5,000 doesn't take you very far. So I didn't have the funding to open an office yet. So it was just finding the clientele and, and operating that way. Um, and, and so for anybody who's in this field, we know that there's a huge need for child practitioners and particularly for trauma informed and, and people who are experts in child abuse in particular. And so my caseload filled up very quickly. Um, I offered a, a colleague to join at that point. And so she came on board and she filled up very quickly. And at that point, we started to see children and we also expanded to working with the military as well. Down here in Hampton Roads, we uh, have a huge military population. And so when the military discovered that we were a trauma-informed agency that also accepted their insurance, we have been off to the races. Okay, that was my next question was, how did you fund this? Other than your $5,000, which, you know, as you mentioned, does not go very far because you're a nonprofit. So that is one way that you were able to fund it. What about your initial clientele? Did their insurance cover your expenses? 
Yes. So before I left uh, my my previous position, I got the ball rolling with a lot of that. So I got my credentialing in place. And so by the time we opened our doors, which was January 1st of 2018 was when I saw my first client on my own, uh, I was credentialed and ready to go. And so I could bill insurance at that point. Okay, great. So how are you growing this? What is your do you have a, you know, 12 month or a three year goal of where you want to take Alicia's place? Yeah. Uh, when I opened Alicia's place, I had a strong sense of what was going on in the community at that point, this this world, this child advocacy center world and some of the needs. Uh, in Hampton Roads, it's a, a group of seven cities that are in close proximity. Uh, and so I, the vision was to be able to open an office in each of those cities. This is a very long-term plan. <laughs> right now we have two out of the seven covered. Um, but but that it, it's it's the the idea of being able to provide convenient services to people right there in their backyards is is really appealing, and I would love to do that. One of the major reasons why people don't come and and get services is because they can't access them. Now we also had COVID recently and going virtual, and that was a game changer. So that is how Alicia's place grew and grew very quickly was by diving into the telehealth world and being able to provide services via telehealth. Um, So it started with me operating out of my garage as a solo practitioner. We now have 68 employees um, over the course of the work. We're coming up on our six year anniversary here. So it's just blossomed (laughs) exponentially. That's amazing. I'm, I'm part of an organization called Child Parent Institute here in Sonoma County, Northern California. And the biggest challenge, one of the biggest challenges that we have is to get enough practitioners. We have enough clientele. Unfortunately, I wish that we would go out of business. I wish that things were so good that our services weren't needed anymore. That's our goal, right? Right. Um, But that's the biggest challenge is getting enough practitioners. And you have done a fantastic job. Good for you. I want to talk about another part of nonprofits. One of the challenges with nonprofits is that they're not a business, right? So how do they bring in money? And you are, you started out, it sounds like you might not be practicing as much with the, um, with servicing clients and maybe you're more of a, um, CEO kind of, or executive director, I guess, role now. But one of the biggest challenges is how else do you get money in, right? How do you continue to grow financially? And so here's one thing that I've done using my business mindset, right? And then also I'm I'm a board member for Child Parent Institute. This is something I've done recently and I'm happy to share the resources with you, but all of you who are listening who may be board members or involved in these nonprofits, this is something that is an ongoing challenge, but how do you get donors in? And donors are burnt out on just giving, right? And not getting anything in return. So here's one thing that I just came up with. I'm in Sonoma County where we have suffered through major fires. And then of course the pandemic. So imagine what's happening in homes. It's, it's, it's horrible. So I'm like, you know what? Let's create little commercial, like little um, cartoons that are 30 seconds to 60 seconds. This is something I've been doing for animated explainer videos, which I have my clients use for business. I'm like, why don't we use that to bring up some some ideas for parents who are experiencing challenges in their home 
And it's a light way to show them how to deal with a child who is expressing anger and frustration. It's a way of, of them communicating, quite frankly, and they're trying to get your attention. But as parents who are so busy or teachers who are so, you know, everyone's overloaded, we have a t- we can have a tendency to react with anger or frustration, or we try to hold it back. But instead, if we can understand what it's about and learn how to deal with it better, it's a power tool. And then we can help our children more strategically, right? And create more, more calmness in the household. So we have created these 30 second to 60 second animated cartoons. And at the end, companies can sponsor it. So they can say sponsored by the organization. They're paying for it. How clever. Right? I love that idea. Partly what I love about that idea too is that with the cartoon and with it being lighter like that, it seems a lot more digestible for families. Uh, one of the things that we say around here is that the fastest way to lose a friend is to tell them about their parenting, right? <laughs> to criticize their parenting. And that's the same thing with our clients, right? It's a very sensitive subject to your parenting. Uh, and so I love that it makes it a little bit lighter while delivering some very important important messages along the way. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. So I'm happy to share that with you as you know, you do what you want. But again, as a nonprofit, we have to be thinking about how can we bring in money? Writing grants takes time, a lot of time. Um, And, you know, if it only comes in for a 12 month period, then what, you know, then you hire the staff for it or whatever, and then it's gone. That's a problem. So anyway, but I am a huge proponent of what you're doing. And I, I encourage all of you to go check out Alicia's place. It's uh, Alicia's, A-L-I-C-I-A-S dot place. For those of you who are interested in this field, for those of you who are thinking of launching a nonprofit, for those of you who want to support a great nonprofit, think of how you as a business, how you can do that. Or if you're a practitioner, Get some inspiration from Alicia and maybe it's time for you to go off on your own and create a bigger impact. So thank you so much for being here with us. Is there anywhere else where people can go and find out more information about you and what you do? I think you hit it. You hit the high highlights here. So the website is probably the most informative. Uh, I mean, we're on Facebook and whatnot too, but uh, the website is probably your best bet. Okay. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to be here with us and share your wisdom. Thank you. Appreciate it.